Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And today on the show, I have with me a, a pastry chef um, who I met uh, when I was still working over at the Third Ward Starbucks. You weren't working at the time, but I think you like came in and were like, oh, I used to work here. Probably, yep. Yeah. And um, uh, he has his own uh, bakery. It's called Canafora Bakery. Um, and uh, it's entirely self-owned uh, and operated. Uh, he bought me peanut butter chocolate chip cookies, which them this morning. I'm stoked about. I will sample one very soon. Um, but I'm excited to talk to him about his uh, creative uh, outlet of food, of doing pastries, and uh, all that good stuff uh, while he does what he does. So Cameron Settler, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad you are here. Uh, after being sick for so long, right? Yes. Basically, almost three months total being sick, so really sucked. Yeah, please explain the uh, the uh, uh, journey you, you were on in the last, like, with sickness. So, this past summer, I did a pastry internship in Kohler, and I was there for two months, and the last week of my internship, I got strep throat, yeah. and the week after that was when the next semester started. I went to one day of class, and the next day I was in the hospital with mono. Oh, shit. So I had to drop out from this semester, Damn. and I ended up having mono for about seven weeks. And once I got better, I went to work at Cranky Owls, the donut place in Tosa, mm -hmm. um, which is amazing, by the way. You should check oh, it out if you I haven't will. been there. Um, and maybe like a week or two into working there, I got a sinus infection. So I was out for a week. Um, I came back to work, and then right after Thanksgiving, I went Black Friday shopping with my sister, and then the next day I got the flu, and then I was out for two weeks, so I just went back to work on Tuesday. God damn. <laughs> so, let's hope that that's the end of sickness for like 20 years. Yes, I think you've endured <laughs> enough. I've had enough sickness yeah. for to last me the rest of my life, so, Jeez. yeah. Yeah, you had the whole trio. <laughs> I did. The trio of absolute misery. Um, I was quarantined. It was not fun. That is rough. I mean, I lost 15 pounds, so there's that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, not zero out of ten. Do not recommend mono. <laughs> you, you you leave, a, like, a review. Yes. Don't, don't recommend. A don't Yelp review. It. Yeah. Mono, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I've had, yeah, I mean, I've had the flu, like, all my life. Like, I used to get it every single year. I still get it, usually, like... Usually around like the uh, the springtime season change, I get it. Um, this year I got it and I was miserable for like a week. But um, I had I've never had strep actually, but I have had mono my freshman year of college. And yeah, I was like I couldn't eat anything. Yeah, I think I ate was. candy. Like that was like the only thing I could eat. I ate mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Even though like. Dairy is not really good for that. I was like, and I couldn't taste anything either, but I was like, right. I need substance. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Especially like, that has to be awful. So, uh, so you couldn't taste anything yet. You're a chef. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awful. And I was in my apartment for almost the entire seven weeks. Like I couldn't go anywhere. And God. yeah, it was not very fun. Damn. Well, 
I'm glad you made it here today. Me too. These look really good. They're huge. I know they spread way more than I wanted them to, but I mean, big cookies are good, right? Oh. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Very good. Very tasty. Thank you. I, I love some espresso powder in them too, so they have kind of like more of that like chocolatey richness mm -hmm. taste. Well, wake me up a little bit. Yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> I need it right now. Um, Sugar high and espresso powder high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, I like peanut butter and chocolate chip a lot. Me too. Um, that's like one of my favorite, one of the best combinations ever come up with. I have a nut allergy, but if I was allergic to peanuts, I would be very upset. Mm. I'm only allergic to pistachios. Oh. Never actually eaten one. But I touched them and my throat closed up. Oh, bam, damn. Yeah, so... No I guess of all, nut, of all nuts to be allergic to, that's a... It's pretty decent. Like, I'm not that upset about it. Right, right. Like, <laughs> it's not like you're just gonna, like, you know, regularly deal with pistachios or miss out on the pistachio. Actually, working at Cranky Owls, they do have a pistachio donut, so I'm not allowed to touch the tray that those are on. And so anytime someone orders a pistachio donut, I just have to wait for someone to get it to mm. put it in someone else's box. So I'm like, I really don't want to die today, so... Right. <laughs> that would be lame if It would died. be, yeah, death by pistachio. I would be very upset about that. Yeah, if that was, like, on your tombstone. Right. Um, so many cooler ways to die. Well, yeah, seriously. I, um... I used to work at the Oyster Bar at the Metro Market in Shorewood. Okay. And, um, one of my coworkers, I remember he was, like, allergic to seafood. Yet he was working at an oyster bar. Yeah, yeah, he was working at the oyster bar. That would be like reason. me working at a pistachio farm. Exactly, like. <laughs> right? Like literally. So like he like um, so I mean we had like uh, we had like specialized gloves, like oh, okay. like shucking gloves to mm -hmm. wear, but but apparently like the um, but also like the uh, material of the the glove like irritated his skin also. So his he had to do his job by taking paper towels, wrapping it around the oyster as he shucked it. That sounds really inconvenient. Yeah, exactly. And he like showed me his hands. He's like, "Yeah, dude, like I, my hands are all rashed up." I'm so like, "Why wouldn't he just work in a different?" Department? Yeah, why? Like, why? Like, just why are you People making are your dumb. life? Why, why are you making your life like a living misery? <laughs> right. So I, I can't stand people sometimes. Yeah, people are dumb. <laughs> oh. Well. I digress. So, Cameron, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy? Mm. Really peanut butter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. Like I said, met when I was still working at Starbucks because you were a partner for. Quite I worked some time. at Starbucks for two years. Nice. Um, that location. Uh, the first year was in Whitefish Bay on Silver Spring, and then my second year was the store on Berry Street. Oh, okay, sure. I covered a few shifts at Third Ward every once in a while, but I was never, like, a permanent partner there. Gotcha. Sure. So, um, yeah, I was at Marquette for, uh, I was at Marquette for a year and a half, and then I was at Sherwood for a month. Okay. And then I got a job at Roast. Nice. But we don't talk about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, now I work at Company Brewing, but I was a... Barista for quite some time. Um, yeah, I barista for a total of probably close to five years. Damn. And that's what I'm doing now at Cranky House too. So I work front counter and I also do barista work there. Oh sure, okay. So so you must uh, have an affinity for it. This I do. I also do have this tattoo that says "Death Before Decaf." 
<laughs> yeah, so, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> I got lots of flack for that at Starbucks from customers that were like really mad about it. And I'm like, you really think that I got this tattoo just for you? Like, just because you like decaf? Yeah. <laughs> like, make fuck this you because you like decaf. Right. Make this about you, why don't you? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I, I do, um, I do resonate with that because the idea of decaf coffee, like, Unless it's for a medical reason. It, it, well, yeah. Like, like my mom, she can't have decaf because it fucks with her thyroid or whatever or something like that. So she has to have decaf. But, like, people that willingly choose to drink decaf coffee, I'm like, what's wrong with you? They're whack. So whack. There's no point. They don't have happiness in their lives. Right. <laughs> Sounds very, it's like sleeping with socks on. Oh, I hate that. It's the worst. Awful. It's a crime. Criminal activity. It anyway. <laughs> so, um, I guess to start. I would love to hear a little bit about, like, what initially got you interested in, like, you know, uh, the culinary arts, like, growing up. Yeah, so, um, I started baking when I was about five. Um, my grandma, on my mom's side, she moved with my parents before I was even born. So, she always liked to bake around the house, and she would make scones, which were, like, really dry and disgusting. But everything else... I'm a big scone guy myself. I have perfected the vegan scone. Oh, sure. Nice. Um, which was one of my final exams in school. But anyway, um, so she would bake all the time, and the first thing we ever made together was a carrot cake. And I remember she taught me to use uh, baby food carrots to make the cake more moist. Interesting. And that was something that always stuck with me. And she recently passed away, but she was so excited when I told her I was going to pastry school. Um, I actually, so after high school, I think we're the same age, right? Are you 23? No, I'm 27. So we're not the same age. <laughs> no. Never mind. I'm going to be 24 <laughs> next month. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so. It's okay. I'm, it's, the, it's the beard. It's the beard. Yeah. Um, and I have a baby face. I look like a like a little child. Fair, yeah. Um, so when I graduated from high school, I tried four-year college, hated it. I dropped out after like one semester, took two years off. That's when I started doing barista work. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, I went to cosmetology school. So I actually do have a cosmetology license as well. Nice. Um, I did that for about three and a half-ish years and then realized that it wasn't really my passion, that I just wasn't enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was just kind of, I was stuck and I didn't know what to do. And then I thought, I always loved baking as a hobby. Like, why wouldn't I do that as a career? Yeah. And so I did some research into pastry schools and there were some really good ones in New York and Chicago, but I had some friends that went through the pastry arts program at MATC downtown and they absolutely loved it. So I did a tour of it, I fell in love with it, and um, right after I left Starbucks was when I had my top surgery, mm -hmm. and then after I had my top surgery, I enrolled in school. Oh, sure. So, yeah, that was like the abridged version of how I got to school. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I've just always loved baking as a hobby, and people would always ask me to bake things for them, because they knew that I was decent at it, and... Yeah, so that's my journey to school. Nice. <laughs> um, and then um, when did you, uh, so uh, how long ago was that when you first enrolled in pastry school? Um, it was 
August of 2018. Okay. Yeah, because I've been in school for about a year. It's a two-year program. Sure. And so since I took this past semester off for being sick, I would have been my third semester this semester, so I would have graduated next semester. Sure. But So I'll be behind a semester. Mm -hmm. So I should graduate, I think, what, like January of next year? I gotcha. I think. Sure. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Sure. I, uh, yeah. You're, so you are, uh, you're like halfway through or so, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. So like, um, like, uh, so I guess what was like the joy growing up that like you really like, uh, I guess took out of baking, even if it was like, whether it was for yourself or for other people, like, I guess, like, what was the joy you found in that? So my mom, she always made sure that my sister and I had the best birthday parties growing up, and she would make every cake from scratch. And there was one year for, I believe I was in first grade, um, each kid was assigned a letter, and you had to bring something into the class that was represented by that letter, and my letter was V. And my mom decided to make a volcano cake. Oh, wow. And this was like a six-tier cake that was maybe from like the height of the table to like here. And yeah. it was like hollowed out in the center. And she would use a chocolate cake and then she would put dry ice in the middle of the cake with red food coloring and it would explode and it would like do this whole thing. Oh and God. You were the coolest kid. You had to be the coolest yes. kid. <laughs> and my mom would work on this for days. And like... She put it together, she iced the whole thing, she made like little frosting trees and people and like, so oh that when God. the icing, like the so lava, it, was an, yeah. it was like a whole thing. Yeah. She, she was just like, she loved doing it so much. And I think too that besides baking with my grandma as a kid, like seeing my mom take so much pride in these things that she did, not only for like class events, but also for our birthdays. Like I had a swimming pool cake one time at a pool party so she made like a jello swimming pool wow. and like yeah my mom that is did dope. like the best shit that is dope and so seeing all the different things that you could do with pastry i think well mm -hmm. that time it was just cake but still like seeing all the possibilities of what you yeah. could do was really piqued my interest mm -hmm. and not only that but once getting into school seeing all the different things that i didn't even know you could do yeah. Like, it was just crazy. All the things that I thought I knew. Yeah. And then you get into school and you learn, like, these little basic things that you didn't even realize were a thing that makes life so much easier. Mm -hmm. So, I think, yeah, the mixture of watching my mom bake and doing, like, a whole trial and error with my grandma and my mom and all that mm -hmm. really pushed me into wanting to do it. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's where it comes from. I mean, from. I can't cook to save my life. Sure. But, you but can I can bake. bake. <laughs> fair. Fair. Um, I burn chicken. Oh, yeah. But... I always have a hard time getting chicken fully cooked through. Like, it takes a long time. My trick is to just, I just cut it into a lot of, like, smaller pieces. Yeah, that's what I do. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cooks faster. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it's, it takes forever. But, yeah, when I was five, I had, like, a racetrack cake. Nice. I was like a big uh, Hot Wheels guy. My sister loved Hot Wheels. Yeah, I was I was a huge like I collected a lot of Hot Wheels when I was little. So like there was uh, one cake I had. Yeah, it was like a, a racetrack and it had a bunch of Hot Wheels cars on it, and like 
after like I had the birthday party with like my preschool friends, like I got to keep all the cars, add them to my collection. Nice. Um, my sister had that big like carrying case, uh, and then yeah. you would put it would hold like five hundred cars, and she had that. Oh my god. Oh my god. She was obsessed. I used to individually name all my Hot Wheels cars too. Actually, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was eccentric the way I played. But, um, yeah, no, like, uh, my birthday cake was, like, such a big deal, like, growing up to me. Like, you know, I could, I could be let down socially, you know, like, I would have, like, a birthday party where something didn't go right, or something would happen at school and it would ruin it for me, but I could always look forward to the cake yeah. at the end of the day. Cake is always going to be there for you. It's, it sure will. <laughs> cake will never let you down. No, it won't. Cake is there to, to, you know, to leave you... Just unless you're that fat kid from Matilda that has to eat the. Whole oh thing. yeah, that's 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 miserable. Yeah. But that cake did look delicious, though. Fun fact: <laughs> Matilda, uh, Mara Wilson, mm -hmm. the, she favorited my tweet the other day. Nice. Shout out to Mara Wilson. Um, but uh, yeah, like I I was I really liked cheesecake. Oh, I love making cheesecake. Oh yeah, cheesecake is. I'll have to make some for you sometime. Can we? That would be dope. Yeah. We could do a follow-up podcast. Yeah, we will. We of will. me making, we could make cheesecake. Yeah, that'd be great. Add We'd have to do it at my apartment though, because I have the mixer. Okay, fair. <laughs> That's all right. It's portable. <laughs> it is portable. <laughs> it is portable. I can do this anywhere. Um, I got it really into a, an icebox cake. Uh, if you know what that is, I do. yeah, that I've was, never made one, but I've seen them. That was like my favorite too. Like besides cheesecake, like the icebox cake was one of my favorites. But yeah, like. My mom and sister are really into baking as well. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I come from a very culinary-based family, okay. but yeah, like cookies, cake, um, you know, like breads. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, like my mom was would make like zucchini bread, banana bread, nice. pumpkin bread, uh, pies. My dad was really into pies for a while. Um, he can't really make pies anymore because he's on a low-carb diet, but pies were like... You can make low-carb pies. Dad? <laughs> Dad, I'm sure I got you. That, that keto channel that you like. <laughs> he probably has some pie recipes, but... We did a... So one of our required classes is called Healthy Baking. And so we go through like keto, um, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, oh, sure, yeah. sugar-free... Like all that. My dad is a type two diabetic, so like mm -hmm. that was really helpful too to like learn how to make things that were low sugar. But sure, yeah. Do you find those things that have like low sugar or low this, low that? Like, can you find them equally as enjoyable? As no, because they make you poop a lot. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Anything with a sugar replacer, it's basically like a laxative. Damn. So specifically xylitol, it like breaks up everything in your colon and it like just pushes everything out. Mm -hmm. And so I remember all of us were constantly going to the bathroom during that unit. <laughs> Cause we were all like, yes. you have to taste everybody's stuff. Yeah. And so we were all like, um, chef, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> chef bathroom break. Oh, rough. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So I don't envy people that like require a sugar free diet. Cause that shit literally makes you shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I see. So yeah, do you typically like, um, like, I feel like there's sort of like a connotation with like baking, like making pastries and stuff with sugar, like a lot of sugar. Like, do you think yeah. that's always accurate? Not necessarily. Um, 
I guess it just depends on the recipe, you know, because certain things like have no sugar at all mm -hmm. and other things have a shit ton of sugar. Um, and there's other things that you would think that don't have sugar, but they do. Mm -hmm. Um, like a lot of breads. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Spe specifically, um, or like dinner rolls, like that kind of thing. They have a lot of sugar because the yeast needs something to mm -hmm. like grab onto. Um, frosting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's just concentrated sugar, pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot of butter, sugar, um, cream. Yeah. Depending on flavors and whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, I used to be like a big, like, frosting and sprinkles guy, mm. but now, like, I don't care that much for it. I don't know. Yeah, I think as you get older, you're like, this is way too sweet. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I Little just, kids are like frosting, and then adults were just like, scrape it off. All right, I think of, I think of those like store-bought like cookies that you, oh, yeah. you know. Like, like the sugar cookies with that like pink and blue. Yeah, yeah, the flour, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those I, are like sickly sweet. Yeah, like. Or even like the pick and save cakes, like with that buttercream icing on the top. Yeah. It's so sweet. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, though, uh... I I remember getting really into like in high school. I remember like like getting really into coffee cakes. Mm. Uh, coffee cakes are honestly one of my favorite pastries. I do like making coffee cakes. Oh yeah, like a cheese coffee cake mm. or a fucking um, you know strawberry coffee cake, like raspberry and cream cheese. Yeah. Really oh fuck me. Oh. <laughs> Coffee cakes are... See, this is why you have to be friends with pastry chefs. Yes! Yeah, we'll make you everything. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, so on that note, what are some of your favorite things to bake? Um, so in school this past semester, I did um, a class called Artisan Breads, and I learned how to make babka. Oh, um, I love Which, babka. if you don't know, is a Jewish dessert bread. It sure and is. And I've always eaten them as a child, but I never knew how to make them, and... I got this uh, cookbook called Modern Jewish Baking, and I brought it into class, and I was like, Chef Kurt, can I please make this babka? And he was like, sure, go ahead. And I was like, all right. So I worked on it the whole semester, tried to perfect it, and I never ended up getting it to where I wanted it to be, but the last one I made was pretty damn close, and it was a chocolate babka, um, and oh my god, it was so good. It was babka delicious. Was super fun guy. What's the other one? Rugula? Rugula? That, that one. That really I've good. never made that. But I did make hamantaschen oh, yeah. um, last semester, which visually they didn't turn out how I wanted them to, but taste-wise they were pretty good. Nice. Um, I did a lavender poppy seed, um, a rosewater almond poppy seed, and a cinnamon apricot. Okay. And Damn. they were pretty good. The apricot one was the best, um, then the almond, and then the lavender. The lavender was a little strong. It was a little intense. I probably would have fucked with it. Yeah, I mean, it was good, but it was, for people that don't like that kind of, like, flowery thing, sure. it would have been, like, way too intense for them, but, mm -hmm. yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Damn. Um, shout out to Jewish baking. Yeah, Jewish baking. I think <laughs> it's too that, like, Jewish people grow up with so much baking anyway. Oh, yeah, totally. And so, I think, too, that also played into me wanting to bake more, yeah. because, you know, my, both my parents are Jewish. And so I just grew up with everything being made from scratch all the time. Totally, right. The, the challah, you know. Yeah. My grandma used to make matzo ball soup once a week. Oh, I love matzo ball soup. Yeah. That's honestly probably one of my favorite Jewish delicacies, mm -hmm. matzo ball soup. Um, but, 
Yeah, um, so you so you really were into the artisan breads. Yeah. That was like a good focal point for you. Yeah. Mainly like the dessert type breads, like the regular breads. I was like, I really don't like making these because you have to wait so long to for the proof and like all mm -hmm. of that. But the dessert breads that you can do like same day. Sure. Those were the ones I really liked because I'm more of like an instant gratification kind of person. I got you, yeah. Um... But yeah, making challah, even though that one is a two-day process, that one was really fun, too, especially with all the braiding. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Sure. I mean, I did go to Casa Challah. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it ties into Right, that. right. So you, you had some crossover there. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, in, you know, sort of, like, how you perceive it, like, um, you know, baking, I mean, it is a form of cooking, but, like... Mm -hmm. I guess, what are some specific skills that come with baking that you don't get with, like, other forms of cooking? There's different skills that you develop. So, the metric system. Because uh -huh. with bakers and culinary, that's the one thing is uh, measuring ingredients. We do it very differently because baking is very precise, whereas cooking is very, like, eh, just throw some of that in there. Right. And so, in school particularly when you're asking a chef from the culinary program, can I get like 300 grams of this? They're like, how much? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I need this much. And so you have to go out and like try and figure it out for them because they don't know grams. Um, so the first day of class, that's all you talk about is converting things from like tablespoons and ounces to grams mm -hmm. and that kind of thing because it's a lot more precision-based. Sure. So that, I think that's the biggest takeaway mm -hmm. of the differences is volumes and weights interesting i I did not know that yeah that's, that's cool we should just we should just we should just be metric anyway right. but yeah but america right yeah. america right you know <laughs> the best damn country on this earth um for real mm. sure. can't wait to leave yeah <laughs> right yeah I, I i need to see more parts of the world anyway but um yeah so like um and then I know that you said that like patience is a big virtue in it as well. Right? Yeah. I myself am not a very patient person, but the instant I've, gratification. Yeah. Yeah. But I've become more patient through school. Gotcha. Like I was the type of person where I would just like take things out of the oven and be like, well, it'll, it'll keep baking. Like it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Whereas now you like, you can't just rely on the timer. You have to be like, Oh, it cooked for 20 minutes. It's done. That's not true. You know, like, cause all the ovens are different, right. so you have to constantly be checking things, and mm -hmm. you can reset the timer, but just because it goes off, it doesn't mean it's done. Right. So that, that I've I've experienced that with pizza a lot. Yeah. Like a lot of times, like there will be a pizza that says it cooks for like twenty minutes, like seventeen to twenty minutes, but then like I'll set it to the twenty. And then like it'll still not be golden brown the way yeah. I like it. So like the box lied to me. <laughs> You're full of shit, DiGiorno. <laughs> I do love DiGiorno, though. I do, too. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I, I like self-rising crust pizza. That's my favorite. Yeah. Makes me want one right now. Anyway. I do uh, have one in my freezer at home. Oh, fabulous. I might eat that later. Fabulous. <laughs> Glad we could do that. Um, what is, uh, what's, like, one of the biggest victories for you, like, in your baking career thus far? One of the proudest moments you've had? Um... Probably getting that internship at Kohler mm. um, because I applied for it my first semester of school and it was one of those things where I was just like, if I don't do it, I'll never know. 
and I'm probably not going to get it because I'm a first semester pastry student, so whatever. And so I applied for it in October. I started school in August. Um, I heard back from them in December saying that they wanted to move forward in the interview process, and I was like, holy shit. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and I told my parents about it, and they were like, how are you going to get there? You don't have a car. And I was like, I'll figure something out. Um, and I was like, I don't even know if I have it anyway, so like, why are you worried about it? And I ended up finding out, maybe like another two months after that, that I had gotten the job. And I told them, I was like, I don't know if this is going to be a deal breaker, but I don't have a car, like I don't drive. Um, and with my school schedule, I don't know if this is going to work. And they said, how about you come up over the summer and you stay with us? And I was like, uh, sold. Nice. <laughs> um, and it was a paid internship. So um, they gave me a place to stay. They paid me. And I was there for two months. And I learned so much. Um, and so being able to say that I did an internship with a five-star resort for two months with a world-renowned pastry chef, Chef Nicolas Blanois. Shout out. Uh, was just incredible. It does sound... They took full care of you, too. Damn. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It was insane. And they were very accommodating with when I got sick the last week. You know, like... I tried to be there, but they were like, no, you need to go. Because <laughs> you have strep. Like, you can't be in the kitchen. And I was like, yeah. I get it, but, like, I don't want to, like, disappoint you. Right. right. But... Yeah, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and it was just amazing. That's incredible. That is really, really amazing. Yeah, so that's something that, like, I really am proud of, that I went for it. Because if I... I thought about not applying for it. I was like, I'm a first-semester student. They're not going to want me. Mm -hmm. But apparently they did. Good. <laughs> yeah. So... Sure. Yeah, that was... I mean, it was very intense. The struggle was real for a while, mm -hmm. you know, because their standards as a five-star resort are up here, and me coming in as, like, I only had one year of school under my belt was very, like, I felt like I was in the way for the first month. Like, I was just standing in everyone's way, and I didn't know what I was doing, and, you know, but they were very helpful, and they taught me a lot, and I'm a better chef because of it. Good. Yeah. Good. That's, that's marvelous. What's an example of a time where you fucked something up, but, <laughs> didn't, but then... Didn't give up on it. Um, my gingerbread house for... So MATC every year does the um, parade of gingerbread houses. Nice. Um, so they start doing it in like October and then the end of it is in December. So they just finished. Um, I would have done it this year, but I was sick. Mm -hmm. um, so for my first year of school, I did it and I built a replica of Bob's Burgers out of gingerbread. Nice. Um, they still have it at the school. Uh, so, the way, it was my first time ever making gingerbread from scratch, and a lot, for a lot of us it was the same story, and so we had to basically make a blueprint, come up with how we were going to do this, make it real, and so once I had all my pieces baked, I started to assemble, and there was one piece of the house that kept breaking, and so I had to keep remaking it, and there was one time that... I had to just walk out of the kitchen because I thought that I was like just gonna like throw the whole thing and be like I'm done like I'm over it I can't do this anymore. What was the part of it? Um, the front of the building. Oh. Okay. So it was my building ended up being a whole foot tall. So <laughs> it was the the front of the whole building kept snapping in half, and there were many different reasons. So like the first time it wasn't baked fully through. So when I tried to cover it with the fondant, it just fell over and it just 
right in half. And then the second time I baked it too long, so it was too fragile, so it snapped. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, this happened like three or four times. And so finally, I got it baked to the right temperature, and I decided instead of doing fondant, because the fondant was really heavy, I took royal icing and basically watered it down and painted on the gingerbread so that it wasn't so heavy. Oh. And that ended up working, so I ended up doing that for the entire four sides. Oh, nice. Um, and so, you know, it took me walking out, going to the cafeteria, eating lunch, and then coming back with, like, more of a clear head, and Chef uh, Chuck helping me figure out what to do instead of fondant to get it to stand up and not keep breaking. And so I think, too, a lot of it is taking a break and coming back, because otherwise you're just going to get even more stressed out. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. You're just going to want to, like, quit altogether. Totally. Um, Everyone has to do that, for sure. Yeah, but that whole process, uh, the gingerbread house, took about 11 and a half days. Um, yeah. And it's still on display. It's still on display at the school. Damn, that's awesome. Um, so they did a silent auction. Every year they do a silent auction, and all the money goes towards scholarship for pastry students. And my mom bought my house, and so it was at my parents' house for a while, but then they just... They literally just sold their house, so they didn't have space to take it with them to their new place because they downsized quite a bit. So the school offered to take it back. So yeah, it's on uh, on display in Chef Chuck's room. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out Chef Chuck. I love Chef Chuck. I love all my chefs, but Chef Chuck is kind of like a dad. <laughs> he sounds like a dad. <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic. Nice. Awesome. So uh, tell me about this uh, bakery that you started. So. Um, I was doing a lot of commission-based work for friends and family, and I decided to start an LLC of my own, um, so then that way I could have records of everything I was doing, and my uncle's a lawyer, so he was helping me out with that kind of stuff, um, and I do everything out of my apartment, my little studio, right, <laughs> um, but it all started with my sister's boss needed some baked goods for her husband's surprise birthday party mm -hmm. and this was right before I left to go to Kohler um, and she needed about like enough for like 150 people and I was like if I'm gonna charge her appropriately like I need to figure out all of this stuff so like why don't I start a business and so that's how that started now I do like pies for Thanksgiving and I'll do birthday stuff and um, there's still a lot of stuff that people will ask me for that I haven't done yet, so I do have friends that I'll recommend that I know that they've done that. Um, cause you know, I don't want to tell them that I, oh yeah, totally, I can do that for you and then like fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I try to stick with things that I know how to do until I learn them in school and then that way I can... Make sense. Yeah. Accurately do something for someone. Um, so for the most part, you know, I do like cheesecakes, regular cakes, um, I still do scones. Um, stuff that's manageable out of my apartment. Yeah. Um, because a lot of stuff like, let's say, a babka, I would need to do in a school setting because I don't have a proofer. You know, I don't have the big convection oven that it would need to go in, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I really enjoy baking on my off time as well when I'm not in school. Nice, nice. It's awesome. Well, that's cool that you turned it into, you turned a passion into something that's you know, a, a sustainable income for you in yeah. some way. That is, I mean, that that's like, you take a big risk doing that, but it sounds like uh, it's been quite a uh, calling for you. 
It has. I love it. It's something that I feel not only passionate about, but like it makes me happy seeing other people be happy when they get things from me. And yeah. not even just me, but like baking in general. Like seeing people's reactions when they take a bite of something is it's kind of like working as a barista too, you know, like you make a drink for someone yeah. and you hand it to them and they drink it and they're like, Oh, this is so good. You know, so yeah. it's kind of the same feeling. One time I made like a <laughs> I remember this so vividly. I remember I made like it was like a strawberry refresher lemonade. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> and uh this lady had never had it before. She wanted something that wasn't coffee but was really sweet, so that was like the sweetest thing I could think of, <laughs> and I made that for her, and she was so happy about it. She loved it. I remember she was like standing at like the handoff plane for like two minutes, like just enjoying it. Um, That's fantastic. But yeah, I was, uh, no, I was really happy I could make her so happy with a simple act of service like that. Because even too, like going through beauty school, they tell you, you know, like maybe this is the one time that someone is having an interaction with somebody and so you need to make sure that no matter what you're doing that person leaves happy mm -hmm. and so that's always resonated with me as well that you know like some people work from home or they are maybe going through something and so mm -hmm. you could be that one person that they see that day and so making their day better for somebody who's like a beginner baker mm -hmm. like I mean I've, I've never baked something a day in my life I'm gonna be <laughs> real that isn't a pizza I haven't baked anything. Like, I've never just... I mean, my mom has, like... I've helped my mom, like, mix things in a bowl. Like, I, my mom has, like, <laughs> taken me under her wing, and we've cooked, like... We've cooked slash baked things in the past, but, like, I've never just done something conventionally by myself. Okay. So, and for anyone else that's in that boat um, that might be watching, what would be, like, a good thing to start with, in your opinion? Probably cupcakes. Cupcakes? Cupcakes or muffins. Because they're easy to level out. You, all you need is like an ice cream scoop. Um, so when you're doing, let's say you're doing a batch of like 12, mm -hmm. you pick it up off the bowl, you just scrape it, and then you scoop it into the, into the pan. Okay. So it's really easy to measure out, like you can't fuck that up. Um, and with muffins, all you do is you cream the butter and sugar together, and then you sift all the dries together, mix it all up, and then that's it. So it's really quite simple. Um, the only way you can fuck it up is if you overmix it, um, because you get what's called tunneling, which are like holes in the dough um, or in the cake batter when it bakes. So if you overmix it, put too much air into the batter, it can make it like more crumbly. Mm, sure. But that's like the only way you can. Mess it up. I will probably find some way to fuck it up, but <laughs> but yeah, that well, good to know. Um, I I mean, it's really it seems like a simple matter of just you know following a recipe, which I have over analyzed to something complicated, but it is pretty simple. I do that too. I overthink everything, <laughs> and then I yep. second guess myself on top of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, uh, so I guess like a. So your goals uh, for 2020, I imagine, just going back into school? Going back to school, um, and also just leading a healthier lifestyle because of being sick for so long. I kind of want to make myself not be as susceptible to being sick. 
So those are my two goals, going back to school and graduating and being healthier. You ready? All right, Cameron. Um, this was great to talk to you about baking. Yes, always. I can always talk about baking. Baking, yeah. I, I do appreciate the cookies a lot. And uh, um, remember the name of your uh, LLC again? Camifora Bakery. Camifora, great. So Cameron, tell me what keeps you up at night. Um, my cats. The cats. Because right. they meow a lot. <laughs> um, and also being trans and Jewish in America right now. Trans and Jewish in America. And gay. I'm gay, Jewish, and trans, so I'm literally a triple threat to people. Damn. <laughs> well, yeah. So. Which is, yeah. Real, real quick. No, I mean, that, 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 is, that is real, and, um, you know, our, especially through intersectionality, our allies and our communities just stand up for each other. Um, but you're killing it. Thank you. I'm glad you're doing what you do. Thank you. You're welcome. What? You too. Thank you. Thanks. What uh, puts you to sleep, though? Also, my cats. <laughs> um, and knowing that I have a family that supports me in everything that I do, no matter whether it be my LGBT stuff or my baking stuff or just like supporting my own friends, you know, I think my family is always going to be there no matter what. And so that helps me fall asleep. Fall asleep. Well. Thank you for being on the show. If you want to give me a hug. Yeah, of course. Thank you for awesome. having me. You bet. This was great. Um, so, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Bake some good shit. Hopefully, you'll learn something today. <laughs> we'll see you next time.